At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Hey, it's Will Friedle. And Sabrina Bryan. And we're the hosts of the new podcast, Magical Rewind. You may know us from some of your favorite childhood TV movies like My Date with the President's Daughter. And the Cheetah Girls movies. Together we're sitting down to watch all the movies you grew up with and chat with some of your favorite stars and crew that made these iconic movies happen. So kick back, grab your popcorn, and join us. Listen to Magical Rewind on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Brought to you by State Farm. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Welcome to Visa's Primetime Action Friday night from the South Point. It's Gil Alexander, Matt Brown, Kelly Bidlin. Glad you could join us for a uh, sneaky good Friday night in the case uh, in this case rather lots of good baseball games lots of meaningful baseball games with roughly 14 15 16 games left in the major league baseball season for every team uh, we have some college football tonight a pair of games uh, first one's kind of interesting UCF and Louisville and of course nothing but NFL football tonight game by game injury by injury let's start with the early baseball football <laughs> yes uh, 705 Eastern 405 Pacific First pitch between the Rockies and the Nats. Marquez and Gray on the hill there. Minus 120. Marquez and the Rockies are favorites. The Indians and the Yankees, 705-405. Plesak and Kluber. Kluber and the Yankees, a minus 195 favorite. Plus 165 on Plesak and the Indians if you want the underdog there. Twins and the Jays. We got Pineda and Ryu. We got minus 210 on the Jays. Pineda and the Twins, plus 175 underdogs in that one, 710, uh, 710 Eastern, 410 Pacific. We have the Orioles and the Red Sox. Aiken versus Sale. Sale, a minus 350 favorite. The Orioles, plus 270 underdogs there. Pirates and the Marlins. We have Crow versus Hernandez. Hernandez, minus 155 favorite, plus 135 on Crow and the Pirates as underdogs in that one, 710 Eastern, 410 Pacific. The Dodgers and the Reds. Walker Bueller, Luis Castillo. Bueller, minus 165, favorite, plus 145 on Castillo and the Reds. 710 Eastern, 410 Pacific, 
Tigers and the Rays, Casey Mize, Luis Patino, minus 220 on the Rays and Patino, Mize and the Tigers, plus 180 underdogs. 710 Eastern, 410 Pacific, Zach Wheeler for the for the uh, Phillies, Taiwan Walker for the Mets, Wheeler, minus 125 favorite, a very slight plus money, plus 105 on Walker and the Mets. 8 o'clock hour. We have the White Sox and the Rangers, Dylan Cease, Taylor Hearn. Cease and the White Sox, minus 210 favorites there, plus 175 on the Rangers. Cubs and the Brewers at 810 Eastern. Zach Davies against Adrian Hauser. Adrian Hauser and the Brewers, minus 225, plus 185 on the Cubs. 810 Eastern, 510 Pacific, the Mariners and the Royals. Flexen versus Heasley. Flexen and the Mariners, minus 120 favorites. Even money coming back on the Royals, 810 Eastern. We've got the Diamondbacks and the Astros. Bumgarner on the hill for the Diamondbacks as a plus 190 underdog. Minus 235 if you want the Astros. 815 Eastern, 515 Pacific Padres and the Cardinals. Vince Velasquez, Miles Michaelis, minus 125 on the Cardinals, plus 105 on the Padres. And that's the ball game of the night right there. Cardinals with a half game lead over the Padres for the number two wild card position in the National League. A full game lead over the Reds, who, as Matt mentioned, are hosting the Dodgers tonight. The Dodgers in a bit of a mano a mano, not a bit, but a real mano a mano, of course, with the Giants. The Giants nursing now a one game lead. Uh, in the National League West, with both the Giants and Dodgers having 15 ball games left, the Giants will host the Braves later tonight. So Giants will try to stay ahead of the Dodgers. That, obviously, not only for the best record in baseball, ultimately in the NL West title in these final 15 games, but really the booby prize, the loser, ends up with the second best record in baseball, but has to has to actually endure a one-game wild card. So tonight, especially with that Cardinals-Padres game in the National League, uh, just a whole bunch of games with lots of implications, but certainly the AL teams as well. Uh, you know, last night we uh, we were here when the Yankees lost that brutal game to the uh, Orioles, a wild pitch that scored the tying run for the Orioles down to their final out last night, and then the Orioles won it with a bunt as an assist in extras. So the Yankees fall a half game behind Toronto and percentage points uh, half game behind Boston. So those for the two wild card spots in the American League. So a whole bunch of baseball tonight, that's for sure. Coming up in about 25 minutes, the first of two college football games tonight, UCF, uh, pardon me, Louisville, rather, pardon me, uh, that game tonight at 4.30, rather, between, uh, once again, UCF and Louisville, those two teams, with UCF favored by seven on the road. You remember we were here for UCF's uh, first game earlier this season against Boise State. They won by five points. Louisville, we were here for when they got housed by Ole Miss. So this should be an interesting clash. UCF 2-0 and now headed into this game. We'll see if Gus Malzani crew can make it perfect at 3-0. and Seven-point favorites again uh, again at Louisville, 1-1. One and one on A little later on, Maryland and Illinois, and we'll have Chris Felica, the Bear, from ESPN's College Game Day, joining us to talk about that and all his thoughts tomorrow in college football. Uh, our task today will be all about NFL week number one. We want to get into some of the injuries first, though. But even prior to that, can we do a postscript on last night's Thursday night football game? Yeah. Yeah, no, for sure. Wash- what a game. What a game it turned out to be. What, what an ending. Washington beats the Giants 30-29. to 29. They don't cover. The Giants get the cover. But a game in which Taylor Heineke uh, and Washington ended up with a final drive to win it, ultimately a Dustin Hopkins field goal. 
Uh, his first try from 48 missed, but an offside uh, Dexter Lawrence jumped. And so a reprieve, and Dustin Hopkins then nails the 43-yarder to give Washington the win. But it was a game that was really marked by a litany of Giants miscues. Yeah, um, I was a I was a pathetic 0-3 pregame last night, a 1-3 after I added the the over 50 in-game to, to salvage a little bit of the night. You got home. Gil, you were probably I, I didn't listen to your show this morning, but I imagine you were you were feeling fortunate even to get home with that because yep. so many of the br- busted opportunities there from from the Giants. I mean, listen, if you're if you're a Giants fan, I don't know if you're it's got to be mixed emotions today because I mean you got as good a game as you could have expected last night, and really and truly, a couple of things go your way and you win this game pretty easily and instead best game of Daniel Jones career easily right? easily yeah. I mean looked 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 I mean make great decisions mm-hmm. didn't really make any ridiculously poor passes anything like that um you know you look at this stat line of, of 22 of 32 for 249 that's with a dropped 50 yard touchdown pass you know I mean like uh, it was he, he would have had 300 yards and a couple of touchdowns in the game and of course the the rushing touchdown that we were actually here for where we called it in, in real time we were like that's Holding? Like, come on. And that equal to field goal instead of a touchdown. Oh, the holding on the uh, Daniel Jones rush. Oh, the Daniel yes. Jones rush. Yeah. Like, we were we were here for that one. Yeah. And and so there were several things that go against him. Then, of course, the the field goal that that missed the first time from 48. They jumped off sides. They get a second chance. And then that was ended up being the game ender. Yeah, C.J. Board with that hold in quotes of uh, William Jackson of, of Washington on that long Daniel Jones touchdown run, would-be touchdown run. Uh, and you're right, the, just the offsets. But there's so many other, you know, they end up with, what, 11 penalties do the Giants. Uh, and so, you know, again, imagine if Joe Judge wasn't a stickler for detail. Imagine if Joe Judge wasn't a special teams coach by by, by origin. Um, that's just a really rough outcome. And Saquon Barkley is not ready. No, though he did. There were a couple of different plays where he looked like, it was coming back, but yeah, I think he's, I think he's going to be one of those guys that not until about mid season, does he still feel completely comfortable in the offense? Um, you know, you did have the whole issue on the sideline with Galladay screaming at whoever he was ended up screaming at. Yeah. Apparently it wasn't Daniel Jones. I guess he That's was screaming thought, before yeah. Daniel Jones even got over there, but whoever he was screaming at, he hasn't really become a big part of the offense yet, but I mean, we are only two games in, uh, Daniel Jones is really, really targeting heavily Sterling Shepard. I mean, looking at him just over and over and over again, maybe that's just a comfort blanket type of thing that we've got going on there. But uh, I imagine Terry Slayton's probably not going to get too many more looks after dropping that oh. after dropping that touchdown pass uh, this past uh, the, uh, last night. But listen, if you're, I think fans of both teams, there's good things and bad things to take away here. The good side for for Washington, of course, is the play for for Taylor Heineke. Yes, when we were here. He was high on a bunch of throws, but I mean, look, he he got it under wraps, and I think he looked like a pretty competent NFL quarterback that can probably lead this team to some wins. But then the other half, that where you're leaving, going, what in the world's going on here? Is this defense from Washington? And listen, yeah. I we, we texted each other last night, and I don't think it is unfair. I understand it's a small sample size, but I, I don't think it is unfair to at least question at this point whether or not. This is actually going to be an elite defense. We're not necessarily saying it's going to be a bad defense, but listen, everybody was talking about this is going to be one of the top one, two, three units in all the NFL. First two games of the season, they've looked anything but. And so when you, you it's fair to criticize. Like people say, oh, don't overreact, yeah. don't overreact, don't overreact. Well, I mean, listen, it's it's pretty fair, I think, 
in this scenario. It was they were at home in week one against a year two quarterback. And then they were and then they were here against the Giants in this one, who looked absolutely horrible the, the previous week. So I don't think it's unfair to question whether last, Washington's going to be good or not. Last four Washington sorry to interrupt. Mm-hmm. Last four Washington defensive games. The Philadelphia game at the end of last year where Jalen Hurts was really crushing him until Doug Peterson said, mm-hmm. You know what, you guys can have this right. game. Uh then there was the Tampa Bay playoffs and then and then the two this year. Um, again, where it's like, okay, at some point it is fair to question mm-hmm. that. By the way, that that Taylor Heineke pass to Ricky Seals-Jones in the corner of the end zone that put Washington up 27-26 to 26 before the final two field goals was a super courageous pass and a perfect pass. And I was catch. positive he's yeah. thrown it away. Yeah, and a great catch. I thought he was throwing and it then, away. I mean, and then the pass from before to McKissick. I mean, that was it. Yeah. He, he the two dropped play that touchdown right drive. in the perfect spot, too. I, they were, those were two incredible plays. I mean, the biggest single thing, obviously, is the W, right? Because we talked about how Washington's mm-hmm. – schedule was just brutal into the bye week the next six weeks and then the one afterwards so it's like if they lose that and go 0-2 they're way behind the eight ball in a way that even the Giants might not have been but the Giants for the fifth straight season start 0-2 0-2 and even after Daniel Jones best game really of his career you're right it's kind of if you're Washington you're thrilled with the W you're thrilled kind of with what you have in Taylor Heineke his teammates seem to love him Mm -hmm. that's for sure they're all about it Uh, you're just happy to be one and one if you're the Giants there are no moral moral losses, you know, moral victories and losses. And so 0-2 yet again. We'll see where they go from here. We'll come back. We'll go through a whole bunch of injuries yet again. Uh, some may surprise you. Injury report coming into week number two, the Sunday of week number two of the National Football League. And then we'll go game by game to isolate value. That's the point of all of this from a betting perspective on primetime action. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Hey, it's Danielle, Will, and Ryder from Pod Meets World. Thanks to our friends at Hyundai, we were able to record a very special episode for you guys at the one and only, wait for it, Boy Meets World House. Take a listen. We are lucky to be sitting with Alan and Amy Matthews in the flesh, William, Rusty Russ, and Betsy Randall. Yay! Thank you. Thank you, Yes. 
when those legends get here, let me know. <laughs> <laughs> you're here. You're here already. No. no we didn't either when we were watching yeah, this that's day. The that's we the didn't problem. realize it until we uh, started getting into seasons three and four, and now we're like, oh my God. You were both so good on the show, and we missed it because we were we young. We were kids and, and so self-involved. Egomaniacs yeah. and didn't realize <laughs> well, no, how great you were. We've talked about it. I think you just assumed everybody was as good as them. And, right. and then right. you get into, right. as you grow up and you work with other actors, you realize how <gasps> lucky we were yeah. to have you guys. This has been brought to you by the fully electric Hyundai Ionic 5. New episode out now. You can listen wherever you get your podcasts. You are looking live at primetime action with Gil Alexander and Matt Brown on VSIN, the sports betting network. Thank you, Brent Musburger. It is VSIN's primetime action. Gil, Matt, and Kelly. Uh, without further ado, shall we do it? Let's do it. Week number two, Sunday, week number two anyway, obviously started last night with the Giants in Washington. But Sunday, uh, we'll go through every single game, including the Monday Nighter. Let us begin Sunday morning. Uh, we'll do extensive injury reports and all thoughts. If we're making bets or not later, we'll talk about our contest entry. Let's start, Matt, with the Bengals at the Bears, which is a uh, perhaps a teaser leg for the Bengals and certainly a game where a lot of people have a whole bunch of opinions about, that's for sure. Yeah, no, we are looking right now, uh, sitting with the Bengals about – Two and a half across the board. There were there were some twos popping even. So taking some money there even at two and a half. Uh, still one two left out there. Forty five and a half is your is the prevailing total. There is a forty six if you're looking to play the under. Uh, on the Cincinnati side, cornerback Trey Waynes he is out. He's the only starter that's out for them. Uh, safety Ricardo Allen also is out. He's been moved to IR for them. Questionable Marcus Bailey. Questionable Darius Phillips as a corner backup corner for them on the bear side of things pretty rough for them um so larry borum is out he's a left tackle he is the backup to jason peters who is questionable for this game so both left Ooh. tackles one out already one questionable for this uh their defensive tackle eddie goldman is doubtful anytime someone's listed as doubtful they rarely ever ever go so he's basically out as well you've also got uh, marquise goodwin wide receiver who is questionable, and you got linebacker Robert Quinn, who is also questionable for this Bears defense. So listen, I don't think this is an incredible overreaction here. I mean, people are looking at this number move from three and a half down to two and a half in favor of Cincinnati. But I mean, listen, Gil, we 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 looked at this Bears squad and we saw what was a pretty inept offense under Andy Dalton, and then on this Bengals side of things, like we were saying. Maybe it's not a team that's going to win a whole bunch of games, but certainly a team that's going to be in the mix just for what they have on the offensive side of the ball. Well, what we did was see exactly what we thought on the offensive side of the ball from the Bengals, but then the defense actually played fairly well. The defense actually mm -hmm. showed up just a little bit for this team. And the next thing you know, you get that outright upset last week. And I don't think it's crazy for us, and I don't think it's a super crazy overreaction here for this to be as close a game as it is now, will the Bears have a much better uh, a much better go at it this week than they did last week? Yeah, of course. I mean, it's it's a completely different defense, and it's not that you're going up against and completely different front four that you're going up against. That being said, listen, I like the teaser leg in this thing. I yeah. like getting them from two and a half up to eight and a half. And if if Andy Dalton and them can go out there and just completely turn things around with all these injuries again, a left tackle that is the primary backup is already out. Jason Peters, who couldn't get through the first game, 
it w- is, is questionable in this one. So he didn't even complete last game, and he's questionable heading into this one. And then you've got a, your defensive tackle, Eddie Goldman, that's already out, and you, maybe you're going to be missing a linebacker as well. So the Bears are certainly beat up with this thing as well. So, man, I, I do. I like the Bengals in a, in a teaser. I actually have them as a teaser leg this yeah, week. Yeah, I do too. Kelly does as well. It is the only natural teaser leg of yes. the week. Which you is, had to get creative from there. Yes. Yeah, from there, from there Very on. Very different from last week where we were like, oh, it's a teaser palooza. Sorry. And in retrospect, not just putting our yeah. whole accounts on the 49ers yes. and Rams. <laughs> teaser. Like, we might not get a more pure teaser opportunity the whole rest of the yeah. season. They'll cut to a shot of the Lions with the ball at the Niners 24, you know, yeah, late in that game. Look- Got a little tight down there at the end, but yeah, yeah I was uh, I tied every leg into the Rams last week. I'm sure ha- I'm glad I did that. Uh, the only other thing I want to say about this game, besides the teaser like part of it, is you you talked about Larry Borum being out, Jason Peters backup, Jason Peters being questionable. Now we don't wish injury on anybody. Let me just preface that right in front. However, because we are betters and we're looking mm-hmm. at every possible angle, if Jason Peters were to go down in this game early, right. let's just say. That seems to be a massive place to bet the Bengals in game. In game, for sure. And and I think that's something to be watched. Because, again, Peters was not able to finish last game. Mm-hmm. He wasn't able to get into full practice all week either. And so now we're looking at a deal where it's like, I think he's going to try to do one of those things where a lot of football players do. I'm going to gut it out. But that doesn't mean you're going to be able to play. I mean, right. like, it's a completely different thing when you get out there on the field. And so he's going to try to give it a go. But there seems to be a, a pretty decent chance that that he could leave this thing. And and then at that point, now you're down to your third string left tackle or moving people out of position to play different positions. And then you're putting in a guy into a foreign position. There's, there's all kinds of things that can go wrong at that point. We talk about the continuity side of things on the offensive line and how important that is as well. And so there are a lot of different ways that this could go sideways. And, you know, th- this Bengals team is not your defensive last year. They added Trey Hendrickson to this defensive line from the Saints, signed him away from the Saints. This, this guy had a, a, one of the top pressure rates in the entire NFL last season. So, I mean, they they have some players on that defensive side of the ball. Where did we see Trey Hendrickson pop up in a market in the offseason? Was it Defensive Player of the Year he popped up in one of those markets? It was something we Something saw. like that. Yeah. Um, okay, let's move on. This is one of the two biggest spreads of the week. Might end up being the biggest when all is said and done. Your Texans, Mateo, <laughs> against the Browns. Browns favored by... What are we calling it now? 13. We'll see what this is by game time. This is, yeah. So it is, it's 13 consensus. There is still one 12 and a half left out there. If you want I to go, f- I saw a couple 13 and a halves this morning. It'll, so uh, it'll get to 14. Yeah, it might, it might yeah. get there. So, uh, you know, if you're, if you're looking to play the, uh, if you're looking to play the Browns, there is one rogue 12 and a half still left out there. 48 seems to be the, the prevailing total in this thing. The injury report for the uh, Bengals came back clean. I mean, before the Browns came back clean. So, I mean, not, God, not the Texans came back clean. The Browns, on the other hand, Odo Beckham's out. Anthony Walker got moved to IR. Then your starting left tackle, Jedrick Wills, is questionable. Your starting center, J.C. Treader, is questionable as well. And then Anthony Schwartz, the draft pick, that's kind of that burner, is also questionable at wide receiver. So, it does make me wonder here. And the reason why I was at the beginning of the year saying, I mean, at the beginning of the week saying this was going to be a smash spot for the Browns. And now I've backed off of that now a little bit here because so they're holding Odell out because, hey, look, if we didn't play him in week one, we sure as hell aren't going to play him in week two here against the Texans. So you, you hold him out. Now you've got Jedrick Wills and J.C. Trader. Now, if depending on what how severe these injuries are, if you're the Browns, 
maybe you hold those guys out too, right? And like maybe you don't play them. And so now you're down Odell and you're down two offensive line starters as well. Or even if they do play, maybe you end up getting them out of there later on in the game. I think this is a very live spot for kind of a backdoor cover from this Texans team, which is why I'm not going to play this game. I'll tell you, to be perfectly honest with you, if this thing somehow gets to 14, I might could find myself holding my oh. nose and playing the Texans. Oh, I might could find myself doing that if it gets to a full two touchdowns because they're with the Browns injury situation right now. Again, mm-hmm. we they know what they know what they have. They know what aspirations are. They're not going to mess around here. I and, and the also the Texans can be run on all day long. They've got two awesome running backs. Like it's just. It's made here for kind of a backdoor cover type situation for this Texans team. So, yeah, not going to play this one. And like I said, if it got to 14 by game time, ooh. I, I mean, when could... you get point spreads up that high, they're pretty enticing. I mean, it's it's well, just. We'll get to the Falcons. I mean, that's how I feel about the Falcons. It's like, how can I? Hey, you got to play the Falcons. I, I ended number, up betting right? it today, Gil. Yeah. It's not a big bet, but I ended up betting it at 13 today. I, I know we're getting to that in a bit. But we are, yeah. Because if you're the Browns, and you're up big in this thing in the late in the third, early in the fourth. You're not gonna, you're not gonna, especially. I mean, these guys going, even if these offensive linemen do play, like they came in questionable. You're gonna see their backups in the game. You're, you've already, you know, you're already down a linebacker. And Anthony Walker, who, by the way, is is you know starter for them. They had to move to IR, so he's out for at least the next two games. And and Odell, it's just they're not gonna, they're not gonna mess around here. They're not gonna go get somebody hurt against the Texans. Should we try to squeeze in one more here? This is a pretty good game here. I don't know if we want to squeeze it. We could start it. If we need to go over the break, we All will. Right. Let's do the Rams and the Colts. Rams favored now by, well, this was four for much of the week. Uh, we see some three and a halves. Rams right now at Indianapolis. The Rams coming off that win against Chicago on Sunday night. Colts lost to the Seahawks. Three and a half now in favor of the Road Rams. 48 the total. Yeah, so this one is the second week in a row that the that the Colts are going to be playing a team with a completely clean injury report. Rams come back, not a single player with an injury designation as we head into this one. Colts, not the same here. Starting corner, Xavier Rhodes, out. Starting right tackle, Braden Smith, out. Offensive guard, Quentin Nelson, questionable. Tackle, Eric Fisher, questionable. Defensive end, Quiddy Pay, questionable. Safety, Kari Willis, questionable. Safety, Julian Blackman, Questionable wide receiver Paris Campbell and Michael Pittman, both questionable. And if you're wondering, that's your two starting wide receivers out wide, uh, both questionable. Paris Campbell with an ab- abdomen issue, which he has battled before in his career. And so that's not one of those things like, oh, he had a he had he's kind of nicked up or something or he was sick. It's like, no, it's an abdomen issue. And then Michael Pittman's is an ankle issue. So the Colts are anything but clean when it comes to. An injury report here, Gil, which leads me even further down the road of I was smashing the Rams as it was anyway. Um, One of my bigger plays as it is on the week. We can uh, we can talk on the other side here about the the different reasons why. But, yeah, I'm really, really, really in really think this would be a crazy, crazy spot for the for the Colts to pull off. Yeah, we are unaware of each other's five contest picks. So here's how it works with our contest entry in Circa, our primetime action contest entry. Each of us have done our own five uh, unbeknownst to the other two. Then we put them together. Anyone that matches with all three will be an automatic contest entry. I am going to guess that the Rams are going to be one of our picks. Rams by three and a half. We'll continue with that game after the break and all the week one games that remain uh, week two rather on primetime action. 
looking live at primetime action with Gil Alexander and Matt Brown on VSIN, the sports betting network. Make this football season your best sports betting season ever. Start your VEASAN free trial today to get full access to our sports betting experts, including 24-7 video streaming, daily best bet emails, betting splits with the money and ticket percentages on every game, plus full access to VEASAN.com data and analysis. You get everything VEASAN has to offer for only $22 per month. Sign up now at VEASAN.com slash subscribe. Gil Alexander, Matt Brown, and Kelly Bidlin. Just want to point this out once again about our uh, contest entry, Primetime Action. We were two and three last week. But again, uh, we do it that way, all five to each other. If all three match on one game, once we put them in the uh, the old middle of the pot, if you will, then that will be an automatic pick. If two of us match, but the third doesn't, how do we characterize that? The third would have to voice a strong objection. There would have to be a strong objection. Yeah. So two of the three, it's 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 almost a near yeah. definite make. But you know, if there's a compelling case against, yeah. I would think that we might could be talked off of. But two out of three is pretty strong. We've got we've got two unanimous and two two with two votes. Ooh, okay. Oh, all right. So only one only one wild card. One this wild card. One this wild week. card. And then the quirk also, I was mentioning this on a numbers game about our, our contest entry at primetime action. Um, we each have two, <laughs> this is the best part about it. We each have two vetoes. Oh, I got for the, the gavels. We, yeah, we, we have two vetoes for the entire season. So if Kelly and Matt or any two of us like something, but a third person is like, nope, I absolutely object. You could use one of your vetoes we do of have, the year. We do have the first, for the first time of the year, it uh-huh. is week two, first time of the year we have opposing picks. We do have oh, one of those. Oh, that's Ooh, interesting. That's yes. fun. Oh, that is that's, fun. That's fun. So that I, that I just figured it, it has a big red X next to it. We don't even consider it, and we move on. The, the two people fight in the middle of yes. the studio. There we go. We get right it's, in the middle of the studio. And we also have two must ma- duke it out. We also have, uh, <laughs> we also have two must-makes. To go along with right. our yes, That's to right. go yeah. along with our, our yeah, they the ram it through primetime yeah. action Congress picks. Like you guys can say, yes. you guys can say, like I don't like that pick, and I'd be like, that's a must make for me. And that's one of my two must. Right, I need I need ten seconds for this. Golf Channel, you're killing me. Every single shot of Cameron Champ. He's two over par. He's five strokes off the lead. He's fourteen or fourteen strokes off the lead. Five strokes off the cut line. It is butchering another hole. Is, Get off of this guy. Is he? But he might. Does he have a Fortinet patch on? Is he sponsored by Fortinet? Because see, he won the tournament two years ago. I mean, Extra he might be sponsored by Fortinet. So not John Rahm. I understand showing John Rahm. He's the best golfer in the world. But Cameron Champ? Uh, who do you have in this, Kelly? Uh, well, Matt and I both. I had Maverick McNeely last night. Uh, he is in the lead at 12 under par. Matt, you had, you had he was one of your few plays before the tournament, right? Yeah. And then currently yeah. I've got a couple other guys making a mess of the uh, course. Uh, Max Homa is one over for the day. He's at four under par. Um, and then I also have Ches Reavy, who is the round one leader, who's butchering uh, the course today. I don't even know where he is at. Well, Maverick McNeely, who's in the lead, his round is complete, right? So yes, you can't show done. him. Ches Reavy's three over on his round today for four under par. So I'm really glad about that. <laughs> Golf Channel, you're killing me. Killing me. Do you have? I mean, uh, you're gonna make me switch to college football. <laughs> like that's a problem. I know. I was just gonna. <laughs> This guy. This guy. This guy. Twins here. up on the Jays, one to nothing, by the way. Top of the second against Hunjun Ryu. Uh, okay, back to the Colts and the Rams. Yeah, so look, so Matthew Stafford, if you want to, we talked about this, that 
it was Sean McVay's new toy, right? And this was the thing that he wanted to, that he that he was going to unleash here in in week one. And sure enough, if you want to know kind of how they called plays, just to show, oh, by the way, this is the guy that we've been looking for. This is the guy we want to make plays. Matthew Stafford completed five of his six passes, fifteen or more yards down the field for 197 yards. His yardage and EPA gained were the most that the Rams have had had in a game since early 2019. Wow. So, that's an awesome that, stat. That's just what, yeah. that, that, you know, it was one of those things like, oh, I've got a big-armed quarterback who can actually throw the ball down the field now. And so he, they came out and did it early and often. And when he did it, completed five of those six passes that he threw 15 or more yards down the field. Look, now, the Colts do play a ton of zone coverage, so it might be more of a Robert Woods-ish type game. You know, Robert Woods kind of just doing those like, doing those kind of crossing patterns and things and stuff like that. I mean, it might be more of that type of deal, but still, however you go about it with all these injuries, the Colts are dealing with all these guys that are questionable, which means even if they do give it a go, there's a, you know, the chance for re-injury obviously is, is much higher because they've been injured. They were injured throughout the course of the week. I, I really, really, really like the Rams in this situation, man. If, and if, if Paris Campbell, and Michael Pittman can't go, or even one of the two, you are down to a skeleton crew at wide receiver that Carson Wentz is going to be trying to throw to. And, you know, there's, we saw this Colts offensive line struggle last week and that Seattle team has a shell of the defense that, that the Rams have. So good luck on them trying to, uh, to, to contain this, this Rams team as well. This is why you have to listen to this show on Friday night. I'm serious. Like before you make any NFL bets, before you put any contest entries in, because by Friday night, we have a good sense of who's playing and who's not. And some of these teams will just get decimated on a weekly basis. Rams, three-and-a-half-point favorites in that one. Let's move on. Still early games, the 1 p.m. Eastern, 10 a.m. Uh, Pacific time slot. Bills at Dolphins. This one is curious to me. Uh, the Bills, three-and-a-half-point favorites on the road. Bills, who were six-point favorites at home against Pittsburgh, now on the road against division rivals Dolphins. They're three-and-a-half-point road favorites, which would imply, Matt, that the Bills would be nine-and-a-half-point home favorites against the Dolphins. That doesn't seem right. The um, There's one three out there, so there has been a little bit of Dolphins money coming in over at PointsBet. It's down to, to three there, 47, 47-and-a-half. The total. Um, the big thing here, tech. Uh, the big thing here is we were looking at. You know, I said earlier in the week, which because I, I mean, there was no way for me to really know that. Oh, by the way, I think people have forgotten that. By the way, the the Will Fuller's going to be back mm-hmm. for for this Dolphins team, and instead, we get news that that Will Fuller not only is not going to be back this week, that he's ruled out, but he could be out for an extended period of time. We got word come through. Earlier, um, earlier today, basically, kind of, it was the most ambiguous statement that you could that you could read. Basically, just saying um, this is uh, the, the the Palm Beach Post here that you're going to read from Brian Flores, where he said things arise arise in our lives, and that's kind of what he's dealing with right now. He has my support, he has our support, and I mean, is that a surprise? Things happen. You know what they say: things happen. You're not part of the normal every day. Yeah, it's a surprise from that standpoint, but you deal with it, and he's dealing with it, and we'll support him, and we'll make. We'll make our adjustments as a team. We'll go on without him and move Jeez, forward. I hope Will Fuller's so, okay. Yeah, it's like you, wow. like the weirdest, most ambiguous like thing, statement that you could ever read from a head coach. So he didn't tell us what's going on, but basically almost alluded to the fact that they could be out without him for for some time. You know, they could be out him without him for a lot of time. And again, mm. that was one of the things that we were most excited about 
the addition of this for the to this Dolphins team, right? Was the fact that okay, they've got this field stretcher, then they got this new dynamic playmaker in Waddle, and then now your guy that had to be your number one last year in Devontae Parker becomes your number three. That's a pretty good number three to have as your number three option, but that's you know not going to be the case, and we'll see what happens with Will Fuller. Especially with the biggest thing last year, the biggest two stat was that he had the least separation yeah. of all his receivers from their defensive coverage last year. Yeah, and so it was it's it, you know that was one of the things we were excited about. So that's not the case right now on the. Bill side of things, wide receiver Gabriel Davis, who actually came on pretty big there for them in week one. He is questionable. And then defensive tackle star Lota Lele is also questionable for them as well. He didn't go last week, so um, just something to keep in mind. He might be out again this week as well for the Bills. Well, I see what the oppo is now. I'm on the yep. Dolphins and Kelly's on the Bills. That's the one. That's <laughs> That's the one. Yeah. Uh, well, Gil, so you're, you're, you got the Dolphins here at three and a half. What did you like about them here? Well, uh, what I was saying before about mm-hmm. the spread, the, the number seems off to me, mm-hmm. right? The number seems off. That I talked about a little bit with Las Vegas Chris on a numbers game, big contest player. That again, if if you're a six point favorite against um, against Pittsburgh at home, and then you turn around and you're only two and a half points less on the road against the Dolphins. That implies, again, if you do the whole home field advantage, and I know it's not necessarily three-point home field advantage, that you'd be nine and a half point home favorites against the Dolphins. That's just wrong. The other thing is, the Dolphins seem to have this reputation of being the smoke and mirrors team, right? The box score never reflects that the, do- that the Dolphins, not never, but oftentimes doesn't reflect that the Dolphins should be winning football games. And this reminds me a little bit about uh, a little bit of uh, of the Patriots under Bill Belichick when I would have statistical modelers put out their model in mm-hmm. any given NFL week, and their model would spit out to play against the Patriots every single week. And finally, and they'd do well otherwise. Mm-hmm. And finally, after five weeks, after ten weeks, after fifteen weeks, you'd finally have to say to them over a course of seasons, like. Whatever your model is saying about fading the Patriots, there's something about Bill Belichick it's not capturing. Now, I'm not saying Brian Flores is Bill Belichick, but he is from that tree. And I'm just saying, I think the Dolphins are quickly getting to the point now for me where it's like nothing will be explained in conventional ways about this team. They just figure out ways. And if you're giving me three in the hook, which is where we had it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm taking it. And Gil, listen, I, I think that that's like you're right. Nine, you're talking about it would be a nine point spread in Buffalo. That's a completely that's completely outrageous from that standpoint. You're talking about the heat that the Bills are going to have to go down to and yep. play in an early game. For me, this is pretty simply. I think the Bills are one of the better teams in the league. Started off 0-1. I expect them to bounce back from a horrible performance they put on the field last week against the Steelers. You're on the you're on the you're on the three though, right? Three, you're on the yeah. flat three. Yeah. So, um, yeah. I mean, what's the contest number? Three and a half, I believe. Yeah, I think so, too. Okay. Joey Gallo, solo shot for the Yankees, by the way. Puts the Yankees up on the Tribe. Bottom of the second, one to nothing. We'll come back. We'll continue. Week number two, Sunday, the National Football League right here on VEASAN's Primetime Action. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bed 365 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. 
I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Hey, it's Danielle, Will, and Ryder from Pod Meets World. Thanks to our friends at Hyundai, we were able to record a very special episode for you guys at the one and only, wait for it, Boy Meets World House. Take a listen. We are lucky to be sitting with Alan and Amy Matthews in the flesh, William, Rusty Russ, and Betsy Randall. Yay! Thank you. Thank you. Yes. When those legends get here, let me know. <laughs> you're here. You're here already. No. Uh, we didn't either when we were watching yeah, this that's day. The thing. That's we the didn't problem. realize it until we uh, started getting into seasons three and four, and now we're like, oh, my God. You were both so good on the show, and we missed it because we were we young. We were kids and, and so self-involved. Egomaniacs yeah. and <laughs> didn't realize well, no, how great you were. We've talked about it. I think you just assumed everybody was as good as them. And, right. and then right. you get into right. as you grow up and you work with other actors, you realize how how lucky we were yeah. to have you guys. This has been brought to you by the fully electric Hyundai Ionic 5. New episode out now. You can listen wherever you get your podcasts. You are looking live at primetime action with Gil Alexander and Matt Brown on VSIN, the sports betting network. Prior to making your next bet, be sure to visit VSIN.com to check the current betting splits data. You love the splits data, don't you, Matt? I love it. This new feature gives you insights on where the money and bets are moving for every game. You'll be able to see where the public is betting based on the number of tickets and where the money does not match the public opinion. Data is available for Moneyline over under and against the spread bets. Betting splits, yet another way that VEASAN is here to make you a smarter, better year-round. Check out today's betting splits for every game at VEASAN.com. UCF goes up on Louisville, 7-0. Gabriel to uh, Ryan O'Keefe. Touchdown. Beautiful pass, by the way. Uh, so up on Louisville, 7-0. A seven-point pre-flop favorite in college football. Again, Maryland, Illinois a little later on. Chris Felica will join us a little later on. Blue Jays tie up the Twins on a two-out RB. Oh, no, wait a minute. Is it error? Yeah, throwing error. Air mailed it. Oh, they they score by error. Should have been the third out of the inning. But, uh, wow, Polanco, Polanco just threw it way over Sano's head at first base. So Blue Jays tie that up at one apiece. Uh, obviously, game of implication. Yankees. One nothing over the tribe, but the tribe making some noise in the top of the third with runners at first and second, and the Dodgers and Reds still scoreless among the games of import. Philly also up on the Mets, one to nothing. Are we done with the Bills and the Dolphins, or you want to? Yeah, say I don't else? have much of a play um, in that one. To be honest with you, like I, I, I do lean. Bill's direction here a little bit, but I mean, listen, the Dolphins' corners are good. I mean, you know, you you got Xavier Howard, you got Byron Jones. It's it's not going to be easy to pass the ball all over the place, and of course, that's what the Bills do, right? They just they just back up and throw uh, constantly. So that being said, the Bills, 
were just not able to control the front four from 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 the Steelers last week. The Steelers got pressure on Josh Allen nearly 25% of the time and they only blitzed twice in the whole game. So wow. the front four was just coming and coming and coming and coming and coming, right? And so the Dolphins in order to get pressure typically have to blitz. Well, the one thing we saw from Josh Allen last year was better decision making, recognizing blitz, understanding getting rid of the ball. So if they can't get pressure with the front four and they do have to blitz, well, now that talented receiving core and Josh Allen with the better decision-making and the big arm might be able to exploit it a little bit more than he was able to against the Steelers, who didn't have to blitz at all. So he was just he was throwing against a you know full coverage unit every single time because the front four was able to get there so quickly. So uh, a little bit of a lean towards the Bills, but nothing I would I would play this week. Okay, looks like we're not gonna looks like that's gonna be the old red X on the contest <laughs> on that one. All right, let's move on. Also early Patriots at the Jets. Uh, still keeping to the AFC East, so a couple AFC East games this week: Bills, Dolphins, and now Patriots, Jets. Patriots six-point favorites at the Jets. Rookie quarterback against rookie quarterback, but you have in Mac Jones a rookie quarterback that is a six-point road favorite. Total at forty-three. Yeah, forty-two and a half. Uh, DraftKings, FanDuel, a um, couple other places. So this thing dropping a little bit more. On the Patriots side of things, linebacker Kyle Van Noy is out. Tackle Trent Brown is questionable. Tight end Johnny Smith is questionable for the Patriots. On the Jets side, as we talked about earlier in the week, they lost their left tackle, Mekhi Becton, to the IR. Um, linebacker Jamie and Sherwood is doubtful. He is a starter for them. And then wide receiver Jamison Crowder and Keelan Cole are both questionable for the Jets. Um, I'm playing the Patriots this week. I have the Patriots at five and a half. Um, I missed the best of the number. Obviously, this thing was at three and a half and then rocketed up to five and a half. I wasn't on top of it at three and a half. Um, but but five and a half, I still like it. This Patriots team is just better at every single level than the Jets are right now. And so when you kind of start to put this all together, a missing left tackle, a defensive unit from the Patriots that is much, much improved from last year, and then you also look at how much they struggled last week against what I would consider to be a far inferior defense in that of the Panthers, and now you get this Patriots unit in there who's going to cause all kinds of trouble for Zach Wilson, and he handled it fairly well, but it, again, it was not near what he's going to see this week, and so I was I was pretty, you know, listen, this thing staying under six, at least for yesterday whenever I made the, the, the play on it, you know, staying under six, at the five and a half sitting there after I kind of ran everything. It's going to be a very tough road, I think, for this Jets team. Uh, I understand it is at home and all that, but it, listen, you lose your left tackle. It was an offensive line that wasn't good anyway. You got Jameson Crowder, Keelan Cole that are both questionable too. And then you come out and then you get this Bill Belichick who, for whatever reason, is kind of this whisperer against rookie quarterbacks. He just understands how to, how to mess with their head. Yeah, and we've seen it time and time again, that's for sure. That's a that's a bet that I will just a portent of things to come. That's a bet I feel very comfortable with this mm-hmm. week. Very comfortable with backing Bill Belichick. Off a loss, of course. Patriots with that Damian Harris fumble late last week in their game. And that's the other thing to mention. Yeah. That's like, that you just made. like yeah. it it was it was a loss on it's a loss on paper mm-hmm. that they had the ball, had the could ball. have gone down, yep. could have won the game. Yeah, it wasn't it wasn't one of those things where it's like, oh, the score didn't dictate how the game was going to go. Like, no, they, they had the ball, they could have gone and won the game. It just, you know, untimely fumble. Yeah, 17-16, Dolphins win. Uh, let's do one more here. 49ers at the Eagles. Both teams won an 0-49ers, oh, remember, were up on the Lions by 24 points with two minutes left after an onside kick, couple touchdowns. Uh, the 
Lions ended up with the ball at the Niners 24, knocking at the door with a chance to perhaps punch it in and then tie it with a two-point conversion. Eagles absolutely destroy the Falcons. Niners three-point road favorites, total 49. Eagles side, safety Rodney McLeod is out for them. Outside of that, they are pretty uh, clean on the injury report. Not the same can be said for the Niners. Of course, all of the injuries leading into the season, we already went over all of those. Then they leave week one with cornerback Jason Brett with a torn ACL. He is out for the season. Linebacker Dre Greenlaw is out for this game. Quarterback Emmanuel Mosley is doubtful, which basically means he is out as well. Also questionable in this game, defensive end Eric Armstead, linebacker Marcel Harris, and defensive tackle Javon Kinlaw. All of those are starters, by the way. Every single person that I just mentioned are all starters on the defensive side of the ball for the 49ers wow. in this thing. Which how many, made how this, many players was that? That is, let's see, Verrett is out uh, for the You're season. Right. Greenlaw is out. Then we have Emmanuel Mosley, who is doubtful. And then we have Armstead, Harris, and Kinlaw. So that's six oh my God. Um, that, are, that, are either, that are either out, doubtful, or questionable for this game for the 49ers, which made this a play for me. Oh, has this thing moved to two and a half? Oh, interesting. Uh, back to three. I don't it know is? Okay. Yeah. Um, so you took I, the Eagles plus the points. I played. I played yeah. the Eagles at three. And this was something I did not plan on playing, but as it came about, I mean, listen, it's very, very tough to overcome having to replace so many different starters out there. As it was, and more than anything, they were thin at the they were thin at corner as it is anyway. And then now with with the way that this is, has worked out, I mean, it, with Brett gone, with Mosley with Mosley being doubtful, it's just going to be a tough road, I think. And listen, this Eagles team put together. A really, really top-to-bottom solid performance. I mean, a team that really, from from the offensive line standpoint, from the defensive line standpoint, to the play calling, to everything, like, I was incredibly surprised. I was not expecting that at all from, from the Eagles. And I think they actually could win this game outright. I haven't played it on the money line yet, but I was also looking for a for a teaser partner for that, for that Bengals line that we were talking about, moving the two-and-a-half to the eight. Oh, yeah. And this was just... Uh, an easy one for me to kind of go ahead and, and make as part of that as well. So I did play them in a teaser with, with the Bengals. I know it's not your traditional two and a half, to, but there just weren't, weren't any, any options. options this week. Yeah. Yeah, there weren't any options this week. So um, just took the three up to, to nine to pair with that. But I mean, if you look, I mean, they did everything right. Now, can that be replicated here uh, in, you know, two consecutive weeks? We shall see. Two, game, two road games in a row. Now, the 49 didn't go back home, so it's not like this whole, you know, cross-country deal or whatever. They stayed over there, but still, two two road games in a row, so there's two weeks away from from being at home and, and different things like that. So there's a lot of different things that are kind of working against the 49ers in, in this one, and I don't think that's necessarily an indictment on the Niners, me taking the Eagles here. It's just the situation, the injury situation they've got going on as well. It probably could just be a, a – I feel like it could be a bad spot here versus the Yeah, Eagles that was uh, – and you'll see on mine, I am on the Niners in three. That was when I played on the opener, thought this number was going to kind of run away. As Matt just kind of laid out perfectly, it's probably not one I would suggest playing right now. I think all those injuries have really stacked up for that team. Um, and then, honestly, I went, I went back and watched most of that Eagles-Falcons game, and that really was uh, – Eagles put on a way more impressive performance than, than I sure was expecting them coming into that game. Um, so I don't know. It's what I might just have to eat at the end of the day, but it, it is my, in my account, not necessarily one I would, uh, suggest out there playing though. Niners. Uh, that's, that's truly the first real brutal injury report of this season. Yeah. That's just bad. Um, and the Niners are staying at the Greenbrier out there in West Virginia. They are kind of the, uh, the vanguard of doing this staying on the East Coast, let's say, or staying regionally if you have back-to-back games and not going back home. Teams didn't typically used to do that, but the Niners were sort of the first one that made it a habit. 
And so it's very, very common for them to do so. Yet the injury report is brutal. The yeah, and I mean, again, this is one of the things decimated. we talk about all the time. It's like, you know, even these guys that are questionable, even if they end up going, that we, we see a lot of times. I think the I, – I saw a stat on this like last year or something, but I think it's something – 30-something percent of the guys that are questionable leading into a week they end up going, end up leaving the game, you know, at some at some point. Because, you know, a lot of them just try to tough it out and they try to give it a go. And then, you know, a third of them end up leaving the game at some course during during the time. Because, again, they, they're, play, they're playing with some sort of injury. They're just trying to gut it out, right? I mean, they're playing with some sort of something that's bothering them. And maybe it gets re-aggravated or actually gets worse during the course of the game. We'll come back. We'll continue with week number two in the National Football League. A couple games where teams are all trying to get to 2-0. Raiders at the Steelers and the Saints at the Panthers. That's next right here on VEASAN's primetime action as a two-run shot from Jorge Polanco puts the Twins up on the Jays 4-2 in the third. Coming back right here. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Good sleep should come naturally, and with the new Natural Hybrid mattress, it can. A collaboration between Lisa and West Elm, the Natural Hybrid is expertly crafted from natural latex, natural wool, and certified safe foams to elevate your sleep sanctuary and support a greener tomorrow. Plus, every purchase helps fuel Lisa's work with shelters and those in need. Don't put off a good night's sleep any longer. Get a Lisa mattress today for a sound sleep tonight. Visit lisa.com iHeart. That's l-e-e-s-a dot com slash iHeart. 